Well, hello there. Welcome to episode two of the Brick Magnate podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. Thanks so much for joining me this week. That hopefully means that you liked what you heard in our very first episode last week and you are back for more. If so, I'm so glad to have you here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcast app to ensure that you receive each and every new episode as they are released. And if you really enjoyed the show, then I would so appreciate if you could take just a moment or two of your time to leave a nice, positive, shiny five-star review of the podcast. Not only does that let me know that you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more, but it also helps us to reach other LEGO enthusiasts, to spread the word, to grow that audience, and to grow this fantastic community of LEGO fans. If you do leave a review, then let me know. Hit me up on social. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at BrickMagnate and I'm on Instagram at brick underscore magnet. Some pesky person took the the preferred version of that Instagram handle. But if you do leave a review, be sure to let me know there so I can thank you personally and also shout you out on the show. So last week, um, I told you a bit about myself, about how I got into LEGO, and I did a little review of one of the recently completed sets that I've just finished, the Hogwarts Express model. So today I wanted to review another recent set that I bought. And a little bit like the Hogwarts Express set, this is one that I was on the fence with and I hesitated about buying um, for quite some time. And that is the Atari console. Now I really did hesitate over buying this one. I'm old enough to have had an Atari in the 80s, but just young enough that it didn't quite have the same impact and significance to me as the NES, the Nintendo. So for me, my youth, my gaming childhood was all about the Nintendo. But I had an Atari before that. I had a Spectrum. I had a Commodore. So I'd had a few things before that. The Atari was just one of those that I had. And I just don't have that relationship to it in the way that friends of mine do. We have got friends where, you know, the Atari was it for them. They see that that's their childhood. But for me, this set, the Atari set, it's really cool that they've done it, but it didn't have that instant nostalgic pull. So, you know, when it's something that you feel that nostalgia over, you're probably a bit more willing to forgive certain things or to overlook the price and stuff like that, just because the idea of having that set just fills you with so much joy. That just wasn't it for me with the Atari. Just outside of their age demographic. Or maybe I'm right in it, but you know, my family were quite poor. So I didn't get I don't think I got the Atari until like no one else was playing the Atari. Um but also just looking at it uh, objectively on the surface it didn't really look like all that interesting a set. I mean, the Atari wasn't exactly the most aesthetically pleasing console. It was just a black slab of plastic with some knobs on. So <laughs> I can already hear real angry Atari fanboys. But, you know, it was an ugly console. Most consoles are ugly. But, you know, if you've got an ugly console without that nostalgic element, it's just an ugly console. The NES is ugly, but it's also the most beautiful thing in the world, if it was part of your childhood, right? As well as that, 
this was a pretty expensive set for what it was. It was £210 here in the UK, $240 in the US. Now, that was for 2,532 pieces. So in terms of in terms of the value, you know, that 10 cent per piece, 10 pence per piece line, again, it's on the right side of it, but 200 pound that once you get over the 200 mark, that's when you've got a kind of start to really be able to justify this stuff to yourself, right? But I mentioned the NES, I mentioned the Nintendo, the Lego set of that was one of my favorite builds ever. So I figured that this one being another console Thinking of the type of people who would have designed it and stuff like that, maybe some of them worked on the Nintendo as well, that this could end up being a lot more fun than expected too. And I had a bit of a gap, a bit of a wait for some new sets that I really was excited about. And so I figured, you know, I'll take the plunge, order the Atari, it fills that gap, and hey, it might be a lot more fun than I'm expecting. Now, the console itself was a pretty good build. You know, there was a lot of effort put in to designing it in a way that made the switches on the console feel quite authentic. And the joystick as well. I love the way that they designed the joystick and the way you build that. It's a lot more intricate than you would think. And that's all in the name of making it feel more like the original. Now, it's been so long um, that I, I can't tell you whether it feels exactly like the original, but it felt like I had a joystick in my hand as opposed to just a model of a joystick and you know that's that's a difficult thing to achieve and so I'm appreciative of the effort that went in to getting that that feel but there's no getting away from the fact that on its own the console is a pretty boring object to create so they've added fun to the build in a few different ways to spruce things up to spice things up a bit the first way they made things a bit more fun is by including a set of mini models of scenes from the three Atari games that they included. So it was um, Asteroids, Centipede, and one that I'm completely, completely blanking on right now. So, so uh, professional. There was a little castle in it. I don't remember. Adventure, I think the game is called. Adventure. Um, and so these these little mini models... Um, I think they're in size, they're maybe about eight centimeters by eight in terms of their footprint. So they're not huge, but they're different, they're unique, especially when you're building the console, which is a lot of black, gray, and brown. And then all of a sudden you're building these three separate models, and you know, you've got a lot of green in the, the centipede model. You've got you're making little planets and uh, planets asteroids in the asteroids model and you've got this bright yellow castle in the adventure model and you're making the cartridges as well that mixed things up a bit it added a lot more variety a lot more fun and it also meant because you you've got three cartridges and um maybe four cartridges yeah three or four cartridges and you've got three of these models to build they kind of dotted those throughout the console build to break things up a bit which was very very smart to do because otherwise you're building a just a black box right but every couple of bags they throw in one of these models to change things up to keep things interesting and that was really smart and that definitely improved 
the build experience uh, significantly, I would say. So, you know, that's one of the ways in which they mixed things up and made that build experience a lot more fun than it had any right to be. They were fun. They were very different to build, even if they do feel a bit random. And then at the end, they, they kind of, they feel a little out of place with the end result because they don't make any sense necessarily in the context of here's a console here's some cartridges here's the joystick and you know here's here's some models like they don't quite fit but they definitely made that build a bit more fun um they also included this cool little kind of mini scene this almost little diorama representing a an 80s kids bedroom like an 80s gamer kids bedroom with you know posters on the wall a mini atari and a mini tv um and that was that was quite a, a cool little touch that um definitely definitely improved the console build and this little scene's very cleverly concealed within the console itself and there's a nifty mechanism that you build where the scene pops out as you slide back the top of the console now obviously the original Ataris didn't have this, but they've taken a little creative license to improve the the build and the fun and the play experience of this set. Without those extra elements, though, this probably would have been a bit of a boring build. But overall, they had enough fun and variety to the experience to kind of turn that around a bit. Now, the end result, it looks pretty cool. It looks fairly slick, actually. The wood effect, the wood grain effect the Atari had, it looks a little bit odd in Lego form, um, but the alternative would have been to use stickers to achieve that, like one big sticker, and I think that would have been worse than actually attempting it in Lego. So allowing for the fact that they're obviously not going to package in wooden bricks um we can kind of overlook that but yeah the end result looks pretty cool it sits nicely alongside the nez even though there's no real comparison between the two in terms of the build experience and in terms of overall fun so my ratings for the build experience i'm going to give this one a seven out of ten i actually had this marked a tiny little bit lower um but on the fly i'm bumping this up a half point because they clearly knew when they were designing it okay if we just have people build this atari it's going to be not totally boring but it's not going to be as much fun as people expect when they spend a couple of hundred pounds a couple hundred dollars on a, on a lego set so i like the use of the models i like the pacing of the build it was very well thought out and you know the the lengths that they went to particularly around including that that bedroom scene <laughs> bedroom scene isn't something you you generally think you're going to say when you're talking about a lego set but the um let's call it the playroom scene now oh, that might be worse yeah the gaming scene the the scene the diorama thing um the lengths that they went to to create that to um design the, the console spacing to fit that in, to create the mechanism, that made a, a boring black rectangular, rectangular box a lot more interesting, a lot more intricate, a lot more complex, and a lot more satisfying. So I bumped the build experience up a little bit. End result gets a 7 out of 10. It looks, it looks good. It looks sleek. It looks realistic. I think it's to scale. Um... The extra detail in the feel, the 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 kinesthesiology, 
I'm messing that word, the kinesthetic element of it um, with, you know, how the joystick feels and the noise it makes and the switches and the, just having the resistance on the switches. Like, yeah, that makes for a real nice end result. So I'll give that a 7 out of 10. Build experience is 7 out of 10. Value for money, I'm going to say 6 out of 10, mainly because I have to compare this to the NES. The NES is the closest comparable set, and the NES costs £230, but with the NES, not only do you get that console, which I kind of argue there's more to the console as well, um, because it's got the tray loading, it's got the working the working loading tray and opening flap, it's got the concealed Mario Brothers level and stuff like that, um, but also you get the TV with that NES set, and the the actual scrolling Mario level in that TV just blows away so many other um, sets. So comparing it to the NES set, it's hard to say that it's great value for money. So I'm going to say that's a 6 out of 10. It's only just on the right side of the 10 cents per piece line as well. Um, so yeah, there's my rating for the Atari set. Build an end result, get a 7 each. Value for money, get to 6. Fun set to build, looks great, a little pricey, but that's obviously coming from someone who doesn't have that nostalgia for the Atari set. If you define your gaming childhood by that Atari, then this will be a bargain and it'll be a very, very fun build indeed. Um, So we're talking about those early memories, we're talking about that childhood stuff and, you know, those formative memories and experiences so i thought this would be a good um segue to talking about my first memories of of building lego as i said in the last episode i wasn't a big lego kid Um, my family didn't have a whole lot of money and um you know lego was a lot cheaper back then than it is now but you know relatively speaking it was uh, still a little bit out of the realm of expectation for what you would get at Christmas or or, or birthdays um, when I was growing up. But I remember getting one set. I was about five or six years old and I got a police station set. So if I was five or six, uh, I this would have been around 1988, 1989, just to uh, depressingly date myself. Um, and I got the set for Christmas. And actually, when I was when I was thinking back to this, I realized I didn't get to build this set at all. My dad and his best friend uh, sat down on Christmas Day before we ate Christmas dinner and built this set for me while I watched. But even though you know that that particular Lego set, my first Lego set was a spectator sport <laughs> as opposed to something I built. I still thought it was the the most amazing thing in the world. And the end result of that police station, I kind of have a picture in my mind's eye, although I have looked up what the, the Lego police station set looked like over the years, and none of them resemble my recollection of it. But um, <laughs> what happened next might explain why that's the case. Um, I had that finished set that my dad and his friend had built for me. It was in my bedroom under my cabin bed. Um, do they have cabin beds still? or in other parts of the world. It's kind of like a bunk bed, but instead of a bottom bunk, there's like a desk and shelves and stuff. Anyway, we call those cabin beds. And my police station had a pride of place on my desk until my best friend at the time, Stephen Crosley, and no, I'm not changing names to protect the innocent because he most certainly was not innocent of this. He accidentally swiped, well, he said accidentally, he swiped 
towards the set, knocked it onto the floor. And I was crushed. About half of the set was still standing, but the rest of it was just in pieces. And even worse, my parents had thrown the box away and they'd thrown the instructions away. So not only did I not have the guide, the instructions to tell me how to piece it back together, I didn't even have a frame of reference because we didn't have the box. I didn't have a photo to show me what it was supposed to look like. And this was 1988, 1989. You know, you couldn't just go to Google Images and see what it's meant to look like. And plus, you know, I was six years old. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling this as though I'm a you know, 39-year-old man who's trying to figure out how to piece back together a broken set. I was six years old. That's a little bit of a, um, a, a handicap in that situation. So, you know, I, I kept that half-broken set on my shelf for years afterwards. Like, determined that somehow it was going to find its way into reassemble it's going to get reassembled um i I moved house a couple of times as well and it came with me and it went on a shelf with all of those spare broken off pieces in a a little carrier bag and every now and then i'd kind of try to patch it up but yeah no real luck and then eventually a few years past i got a bit old i smashed the whole thing to bits and then swapped the bag full of bricks for a teenage mutant ninja turtle figure with real moving arms and it was michelangelo with his nunchucks so that was my first lego memory and i'll be honest it it still hurts it still hurts i'd love to know what your first lego memory is hopefully it's not as tragic as mine be sure to let me know hit me up on social twitter and tiktok i'm at brick magnate b-r-i-c-k-m-a-g-n-a-t-e on instagram i'm brick underscore magnate give me a shout let me know share your first lego memory with me and i may well share some of the best ones on a future episode um speaking of future episodes i'm still waiting for the bowser and the office sets to arrive i'm recording a couple of these episodes at a time now for anyone who listened to the last one thinking man this is taking forever um yeah i've recorded episodes one and two back to back so i'm still waiting for bowser and for the office set to arrive in the meantime i did order the spider-man and the venom models that were recently released so i might chat a little about those two in the next episode as well as do my review of the office set which will be the first set that i start on when my new lego arrives so hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode and i'll catch you again on next week's episode of the brick magnet podcast bye for now